0: Welcome to another episode of What is Hashimoto's with Dr. Martin Rutherford. To find out more on any of our topics or for information on scheduling a consultation with Dr. Rutherford, please visit us at whatishashimoto's.com. And now, here's Dr. Rutherford. Hi, Dr. Rutherford here. Today, we're going to talk about nutrient deficiencies in Hashimoto's. And this is um, this is a big topic, so I'm just going to blab out here real quick, okay? Because I want to cover a lot of things. Nutrient deficiency Hashimoto. So Hashimoto's hypothyroid uh, aspect of Hashimoto's in, will will slow everything down. So the, the baseline of getting nutrient deficiencies from Hashimoto's is uh, that you don't digest as well. Uh, once you move into the active part of Hashimoto's where you really start having symptoms, one of the most common, one of the most common symptoms is, is um, constipation. Long before constipation, it starts to slow down the ability of your stomach to digest. It starts slowing down the ability of your gallbladder to pump out uh, gallbladder bile. And it starts uh, slowing down the, the ability of your pancreas to pump out digestive enzymes for starches and sugars and, and you know, finishing off the protein digestion. And so that alone will create a situation with, um, the, uh, with, with, the, with the breakdown of your foods and then ultimately that can affect the absorption of it. You know, and then that can cause you to not have enough hydrochloric acid in your stomach. Again, hypothyroid, not enough hydrochloric acid in your stomach that can cause you to not be able to break down your iron. So you can get iron anemia. That'll cause you to not break down your... your. Uh, it may cause you to um, have a concomitant autoimmune situation where your intrinsic factor doesn't work to bring your B12 into your system and get it through your your, your intestines into your bloodstream. So, So those are nutrient deficiencies that can be... Um, that can be assigned to Hashimoto's. I mean, so much, it's, it's crazy. I mean, Hashimoto's people have nutrient deficiencies. I was reading something uh, not that long ago that said half people or more uh, that have, um, Hashimoto's will have either small intestinal bacteria overcoat or something called oral tolerance, which may, many of you may not be familiar with yet. It's kind of a new concept that we've been using a lot. And both of those, both of these are gonna break down your digestive chain just the way I, I just outlined that the Hashimoto's in and of itself causes. So you can have Hashimoto's causing constipation and then that can cause the SIBO and then the SIBO can cause a number of things. And, and then the SIBO itself can cause the gallbladder not to work. The SIBO itself can cause um, uh, intestinal permeability. So that you you have a, a little bit more difficult time digesting your foods properly and absorbing them properly, and you also have a lot more of a challenge with you putting toxins into your system. So so you can be getting nutrient deficiencies from that. You can get essential fatty acid deficiencies from that gallbladder not working properly. So your hair can start getting dry, and you, you're and and things can start uh, clearing out that way. So essentially, the the nutrient deficiencies if you have constipation. Uh, or if you have irritable bowel syndrome and those are secondary to your Hashimoto's, uh, you're not gonna be across the board. You may not be getting nutrient uh, nutrients in there the way that you'd like. Now those, those are, and those then that's not all of them, okay? I'm just trying to draw the picture that there's a strong probability if you have Hashimoto's and you're in an active stage that you're getting nutrient deficiencies from it. And these nutrient deficiencies are um, are, they, they can be subtle, they can be significant. Uh, and, and, and the biggest thing that, when I look for it, significant nutrient deficiencies, malnutrition deficiencies, now I'm looking for people who have more like irritable bowel syndrome, not irritable bowel syndrome, like um, like Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis or, um, or celiac or just massive stress. All of these things will create a lot of inflammation in the, uh, in the inside of your intestines. And these, particularly celiac, is directly connected to Hashimoto's. But when you, see you get one autoimmune problem, you'll usually get other ones. So it's not uncommon to have Hashimoto's and ulcerative colitis or Hashimoto's and Crohn's disease. And now you get what is real nutrient deficiencies. That's when you start to get that malnourished patient. Now, if you're, if you're coming in here, you're overweight, you know, your, your eyes are not sunken in, you're not malnourished. You may have some nutrient deficiencies, but then now malnourished patient is kind of thin, they're kind of gaunt. They'll usually have kind of blue eyes, blueness, blue, bluishness under the eyes and, and um, just kind of that sunken look and their, their energies will be like nothing and they'll usually be very thin and, and that's real genuine malabsorption, malnutrition. So I mean, just on every level, Hashimoto's ca- can be connected to different um, malnourishment, uh, different um, nutrient deficiencies relative to the physiology that it causes downline, slows down the gut, slows down the stomach slows down the pancreas, slows down the gallbladder, inflames the inside of the, of the intestines, just, just the whole thing. It's, it's, it's very, probably very unusual not to have some sort of nutrient deficiency with, with Hashimoto's. So that is nutrient deficiencies and Hashimoto's. Thank you for joining us for another episode of What is Hashimoto's? To find out more on any of our topics or for information on scheduling a consultation with Dr. Rutherford, please visit us at whatishashimoto's.com.